Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is Meteorgnalysis, the show that we promise is going to have a better name next time. <laughs> Every month we're going to go in and talk about a movie that either had an ARG or uh, is about an ARG. This one is one that had. Uh, we're talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane, the sequel to Cloverfield, uh, which we've been covering extensively throughout uh, February and March. Yeah. We're still talking about Cloverfield. We will we're, never be free. We're knee deep in the clover mines. <laughs> uh, how you feeling on Cloverfield as a whole, Marn? Uh, positively question mark. Okay, okay. I think that sounds I mean, fair. I mean, I'm excited to talk about the 10 Cloverfield Lane arg. Okay. I'm curious where that one picks up and what it goes with, because this movie is... Uh, very different from Cloverfield. Correct. I I think uh to I don't know if I want to give away my hot take in the first minute of the of the podcast, but I think that like the worst thing about it is that it's called the Cloverfield parrot or uh, or a uh, ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> uh, but we will get into it. Um. I just wanted to remind people off the top uh, that this is only possible because of our great patrons over at uh, our Patreon. Um, thank you all for for sponsoring that. Uh, because of your support, uh, we've been able to hire an editor for uh, our regular episodes. Uh, you're stuck with me editing for this one. But for our regular episodes, we've got a, an editor now. So uh, thank you all for supporting us enough to make that a possibility. Uh, it really means a lot to us. Yeah. But for now... I guess we should just get into 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, Marn, off the top, how do you feel about 10 Cloverfield Lane? Uh, I like this movie. This is my second time watching it, and I like it. I mean, I have, I have obviously more detailed opinions about it, but I think we should get into the actual movie first, because a lot of my, uh, my opinions have to do with the ending i i <laughs> think you <laughs> i think that i agree with it i think i agree with you this is a a yeah it's a weird movie for me because of stuff that really matters with the ending uh it's a weird thing where it's like i liked this movie and i'm sad that it exists in the way that it does <laughs> uh but we'll we'll get into it <laughs> we'll get into it uh so how do we want to do this you want me to lead or you want to take it uh, I think I took the last one, so it's officially your turn to summarize the movie. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna go based off of the uh the Wikipedia summary, and feel free to stop me if you remember a scene that you want to talk about in the meantime. Because sometimes, I, as uh, as someone that is a uh, a connoisseur um of horror movie Wikipedia <laughs> pages, sometimes they do a great thing where they talk like for two paragraphs about a five minute scene, and then they're like forty minutes pass. Uh, and it's like, great, thanks, movie. <laughs> or thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Nothing of import happened then, huh? Um, <laughs> all right, so this movie starts off with Michelle, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. And she is uh, basically packing up her stuff real quick and uh, getting a suitcase together, packing a car, and she just leaves and leaves a uh, leaves her diamond ring uh, back home and just flees her house. Uh don't get a detailed explanation of uh, why at the moment, but she uh, is just leaving uh, her fiance, who I believe is voiced by Bradley Cooper, of all people. Um, 
calls her on the phone and is like, hey, you should come back. And she's, I don't think she says anything. Uh, she hangs up. And as she is um, fiddling with that, uh, she gets into a car accident. Uh, and 10 Cloverfield Lane pops up on the, on the, on the screen. Uh, turns out that's the title of this movie. And she finds herself awoken in a bunker, basically. Uh, her leg is broken and she's chained to a wall by it. Um, she's got like a saline drip in her arm and uh, she's noticeably freaked out because um, as far as she's concerned, she's in saw. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I saw I, I saw saw. I saw Cloverfield. This one's more like saw. Um, uh, try, she tries to escape. She tries a couple things. And John Goodman's character, Howard, uh, comes in and says, like, basically, uh, you were in an accident. Uh, I saved your life. Uh, you should be more gracious to me. Um, also, you're not allowed to leave because there was a major attack by Russians or Martians or something. Um, everything outside is dead. The air is toxic. And you're not allowed to leave for one to two years at the least. So that sucks. What do you think of this opening, Marn? I really like it. It's... I I really like the whole first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I... Just, it's, it's very tight, and uh-huh. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a... Do we just want to... I know that we've done some of these where we've kind of, um... We kind of gone through the plot and stopped to like talk about stuff in the middle. Do we just kind of want to go through what happens in this movie and then we can talk about the movie as a whole? Because I don't know how to talk about this movie in parts. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we might as well. It's like a 90 minute movie, right? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Uh, it's pretty quick. A good watch. And uh, if you don't want us to spoil anything, uh, stop the podcast now and go watch it. Uh, now that I've said that. Um, so they... Uh, I guess now that now that I've said that, you should go watch the movie. So now you're going to be sad that I'm recapping the whole plot to you. But here we go. Um, don't listen to past Andrew. Listen to this Andrew. Uh, he's going to say to just keep listening. Um, this is a weird energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is normally my editing night, and I don't know what to do with myself. But uh, basically, uh, Howard starts to take Michelle on a tour of the bunker. Uh, and they meet Emmett, who's just a, a third guy who's in here. Uh, John Gallagher Jr. plays him. Um, they are uh, basically they're just going through. Uh, turns out Emmett says that he's injured. He's got like an arm injury. And uh, when she says, oh, did you try to get out too? He's like, oh, no, I got that breaking in here. Um, he helped uh, Howard build the place. Um, and so he was like, when shit started going down, which I saw, like, you can kind of trust us that like shit did go down outside. Uh, I, first thing I did was come here cause I helped him build the place and knew that this was the only safe place around. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, she is noticeably, like, she's reasonably upset and doesn't believe stuff until they take her upstairs and show her, uh out um a viewport you can see some pigs that are like decaying in what might be like radiation or something um or you know toxins in the air whatever it could be Uh, and she's like oh shit the air probably is toxic 
She also notices that the truck that is uh, by the bunker is the truck that knocked her off the road. Uh, maybe Howard did it. Um, they have the world's most uncomfortable dinner uh, where... Oh, yeah. Uh, Emmett is like starting to make some jokes and Howard doesn't appreciate it. And then uh, Michelle like flirts with Emmett to try and get uh, basically to piss Howard off because um, he treats her like a daughter because he used to have a daughter. He was mentioning Megan, his old his his daughter that is implied that she died. Um, and so or I think it's. It sounds at first like it's implied that she died, but then it turns out she just, like, left him, basically. Uh, it, it, she and the mom packed up and got out. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, Howard gets angry at dinner, uh, confronts uh, Michelle, and is, like, up in her face and is very angry. Uh, turns out she was using that to steal his keys, so she, uh, she like grabs a bottle, smashes it over Howard's head, uh, runs upstairs, knocking some stuff out on the way, gets through the, like, airlock place that uh, that John Goodman set up. I keep thinking they're actor names. Uh, that uh, that Howard, showed, Howard set up. And there is a car outside uh, with headlights on looking in. Um, she's like, oh, shit, there are people. Like, I'm going to go out there. And then... This woman comes up to the front and she is like real fucked up in the same way that the pigs are. And she wants to come in and uh, Michelle's like, oh, fuck, like Howard's not lying. The outside really is fucked up. Um, I don't think I can go out there. And so she decides to stay. Um, After that, uh, I think there's like a couple other scenes where she like stitches up. Uh, the cut that she left on John Goodman's head. Um, and they have a conversation about how he used to be in the Navy. And um, he kind of opens up about his daughter and stuff like that. They have a nice little conversation. Uh, and then uh, she and Emmett have a nice conversation. He says, you know, I wish I'd like been able to get outside more and go out and do more. Because I decided to stay at home instead. Um, and she's like, yeah, I... Uh, she always wanted to like be a person who could stand up and act uh, because in the past she couldn't. Um, and she gives an example of when she saw a, a girl at a, like a hardware store um, in a situation that seemed abusive. And she was like, I wish I'd done more to help that kid because I was also, um, I also had a abusive stepfather, I think she said so, or father. And I wish that I had uh, done more with that. And then from there, we're just a happy little family for a while. Um, we get a weird montage of the three of them just kind of hanging out, growing closer, uh, being friendly in the bunker, um, getting used to their new lives underground. I don't know that it necessarily says how long it is, but they're down there for a while, long enough to put together an entire puzzle, which in my experience takes at least two to four years. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they have a, a nice a nice uh, montage, and then something passes overhead. Uh, there's a weird, like, vibrating, buzzing noise that they hear. It shakes the walls. Uh, Howard's like, that's not any military thing that's of the U.S. I know that much as a former 
servicemen. Um, and in that, uh, their ventilator fails. So in order to get oxygen, uh, they send Michelle through a duct to turn it back on. Um, and when she gets into the air duct room, she finds that there's a padlocked skylight that has the word help scratched in on the inside. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also find a an earring um, that she recognizes as belonging to a photo of Megan that uh, that Howard showed her earlier. Um, so she goes, okay, something's clearly not right. Uh, she goes back downstairs. She kind of pulls Emmett aside and is like, hey, I found this. Uh, something fucked up is happening slash did happen. Uh, we got to get to the bottom of it. And she pulls out the photo and she's like, look, like, this is his daughter with the earring. And he says, that's not her daughter. That's a girl that went missing around town like two years ago. So it turns out that Howard has uh, used this bunker for some real shit for a while. Um, They decide that they can't, like, turn him in or anything like that because there's no government that exists as far as they know uh so they're like well we need to get out of here we can't be the only survivors and we're not safe with howard so they decide that they're going to uh sh- uh they're, they're gonna put together a hazmat suit to get out uh michelle is a um she had dreams of being a fashion designer so knows how to make clothing and so she uses an old um an old shower curtain uh, with a cute little ducky on it, and uh, makes her own va- uh, gas mask and hazmat suit, and starts putting all that together. Um, and it all goes great, and they all escape, and everything's great, right, Marn? Yeah, the 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 movie ends. Roll credits. Yeah, movie ends. Roll credits. Uh, see y'all next arg. Bum bum ba da ba da ba da bum bum ba do. So, uh. They have the world's weirdest game of taboo. What game were they playing? Do you know? Scattergories? Uh, it's one of those I games. I have no where, idea. Yeah, it's one of those games where you draw a card and try to get the other person to guess what's on your card, but you can't say a word, I guess. Um, So, like, they're going one or two, and then uh, Howard gets up and he goes, I see everything that happens. I know what's going on. I know what's happening between you both. Um, I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. Um, And then (laughs) she's like, are you Santa Claus? And he's like, yep, you got it. Wasn't your turn, but that that was the right answer. Um, (laughs) And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, is this just that? Or does he actually know what's up? This definitely spooks them. Um, I think... He notices that it spooks them, which is what makes him nervous. Um, and then he like looks around and notices that some of his stuff has gone missing. And so one day he pulls him aside and says, hey, I need some help uh, moving this giant barrel. And they say, great, what's in it? And he goes, it doesn't matter. Help me move it. Uh, and they move it into another room. And he explains that it is uh, serious acid. And then he says, great. Uh, what the fuck is going on? If you don't tell me, I'm going to shove you both in it. Uh, this is severe shit. Um, 
and I was use I'm using this to clean shit out. I guess uh, you're going to be the shit that I clean out if you don't tell me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> um, at this point, <laughs> Alyssa <laughs> Alyssa noted to me that her suspension of belief was breaking down <laughs> because he keeps a vat of acid in his bunker like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he he has such a I will say I texted you partway through this movie and just said, damn, John Goodman is a fucking great actor. Um, he gives such an unnerving performance in this movie where like he's the kind of like he's like a a conservative um like conservative family man who is very uh into conspiracy theories and has just been proven right and also thinks that he is the dad now and you will not yeah. disrespect him um it's a very he's very good in this role uh i know that he did something similar but more of like a grand cult leader vibe he was in a red state a little while ago. I have no idea if that was any good. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Okay. It was a movie that came like, I, I had a big uh, Kevin Smith phase as a kid. Um, and then like, I kind of grew out of it. And then that was like the movie that came out right after I grew out of it. So I was like, I don't want to see that with a 10 foot pole. And I haven't heard it's great, but I'm just curious because he's in it as the kind of similar same role. And I want to see if it's good now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, he's he, good in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. John, John Goodman turns out pretty good actor. <laughs> good actor. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, man. That uh, was dumb. Um, <laughs> so, so they're in a... He's a pretty good actor that brings such a good grounded performance to pretty much every role he's in. Um, back to the scene. So he's got a big old vat of acid, right? And he's threatening them with it. Um, he's like Deep South Joker. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, he's he's threatening them with it. And Emmett's like, look, you know what? This is This is all my doing. It's all me. Michelle didn't have anything to do with this. It's just me. I'm sorry. Um, and he goes, great. Thank you for telling me. And just shoots him in the face. Uh, and. I love that scene. It's, it's good and very affecting. And it's just like, it goes silent. Um, yeah. Or at least like a ringing in your ears like you would if you were in a cramped space and someone shot someone else in front of you. Um, as she just like stumbles back in shock. And um, she's like sitting there on the ground and uh, um, Howard comes up to her and he's like, this is, you know, I'll be right back. Like, it's going to be okay. Clearly, this is all on him. So, you know, we're good now. Uh, It's just the two of us now. Um, We can be a family of two. And then he leaves and comes back. And he is clean shaven, and it's somehow the scariest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, just the fact that he was like, okay, I've shaved now, is like, 
fucked up and weird in a way that I do not know how to put into words. Yeah. Um, And so, or I guess it's just like now that he's gone, like, I guess now that he's gone, I can just go back to being the guy that kidnapped the girl instead of having to maintain a bunker for three people. But he's still also the guy maintaining a bunker for two people. So it's a weird... You can tell that something has changed and it's bad. Um, And so after that, uh, Michelle finishes her hazmat suit, uh, but Howard discovers it and gets very angry. Um, She starts running away. He chases after her. And when he does, uh, she knocks over the big vat of acid onto him. Um, He falls into it. Uh, or into the like it on the floor and she like basically plays the floor as lava to get out of the room um and then she puts on the suit or she i guess she she like attaches the suit to her leg and climbs up through the vents and he starts like stabbing into the vents which was a great shock um and just she escapes uh she puts on the the mask and she gets outside, um, and when she's outside, she notices uh, that there is a uh, there are birds flying overhead. So it turns out that uh, the the air isn't poison. Um, everything's cool and hunky dory. And then uh, she goes and has a great life, right, Marn? Yeah, that that's the end of the movie. Roll credits. Yeah, I can't do this joke twice, can we? <laughs> I mean, there are several points in the movie at which we, you could do it. <laughs> um, as she is upstairs, she notices uh, what looks like a helicopter off in the distance. And, um, oh, she at some point, the acid caught fire. Uh and she passed by a thing that said that it was explosive, so it picked this moment to explode. Uh, and when it does, um, you know, basically this whole bunker just goes up in smoke. And when it does, this helicopter kind of turns and faces her. And you kind of realize that it doesn't have rotors. Um, and what it does have is tentacles and a mouth. Because um, it turns out uh, monsters and aliens actually did invade uh and it starts like heading toward her and you see it like drops something um as she is going and trying to get between uh she goes to try and get into um into howard's car uh she can't find the keys so she's like great uh the lady from earlier her car is still out front here uh so she goes to like try to get into that she heads back around into the barn where she uh she saw like the lady like where she was knocking on the door before and finds her body. And uh, we see the, the alien and they, they don't show it very much in the same way that you don't see it in Cloverfield. They're using stuff to, to kind of block it. So you don't see what's happening uh, until you do. Um, But it's a weird fucked up alien, Uh, kind of a little one, not like the big Cloverfield monster, but a little version. Um, She gets the keys and like uses the car to distract the alien they kind of do cat and mouse for a little bit as they run around in the, the, the front yard. And then 
eventually she gets into the truck and the uh the big helicopter ship reaches down and picks up the car and starts to like lift it in toward its its helicopter mouth um and she says fuck you and grabs a molotov cocktail that she makes out of some of her stuff that's in the back seat of the truck and uh chucks it into the weird mouth that the thing has uh and it drops the truck um so there's a parallel from the beginning and end of the movie she's in a car crash of a sort and then uh she wakes back up um this this alien has been defeated and she goes back to the other car now that she has the keys she starts driving that away and she uh here's one radio report that says that uh all survivors should go to baton rouge to evacuate to safety uh but then also says anyone that has combat or medical training should go to houston Uh, and she sits there at the intersection for a little bit and then she decides to go to houston and be a fighter and that's 10 cloverfield lane for real this time. Yep. That's actually the ending. Roll credits. That's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> Whew, this is not an easy job, Marn. I'm sorry I saddle you with it so often. <laughs> so. so uh... <laughs> so, so the well, thing about this movie uh-huh. is that. The last, like, 15 minutes are an entirely, like, second movie. Yeah, and I think... I think that could work. I I think that this movie really works. I like... I like the whole thing, I think. I just hate that it's, like, in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah. It's, like... Oh, it's so weird. It's, like, a perfectly, like, good well-contained thriller movie Uh and then it stops being that and it starts being just a totally different movie that they stapled onto the end yeah i i agree with that i i wish that they could like i think that this movie would be like perfect if you redid the that scene in the end and just made it like half as long and like not just a kind of a cookie cutter hollywood alien scene but like this kind of movie where you get this like uh this bunker where it's like is this person delusional are they not you know are my chances better on the outside than on the inside it it all really works and like the performances of everyone in the bunker are so good and this is a good tense movie that i would really recommend and then the idea yeah. of that movie leading into like, and then she gets outside and learns, yeah, actually, there was an alien invasion and there are aliens still out hunting humans. That could be cool and work too. I don't think it's super great in the execution here. Correct. But yeah, I, I like it in theory. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Maybe I'll like it better the second time because I like know the twist is coming and I won't be as like caught off guard. Mm-hmm. But I I wish I'd been able to go into this without knowing that twist because I what I knew oh, about did this you movie know? I I knew that there was an alien. Yeah, well, partially I knew that there was an alien outside. Partially, this movie's called Ten Cloverfield Lane, 
and yeah. takes place <laughs> in the Cloverfield universe. <clears throat> so it's like at the end of the day, it's not like yeah, it was a Russian bomb that fell. Like no, there there is something that happened because I watched a whole movie about it. Frankly, I don't I don't like the franchiseification of Cloverfield. Correct. Um, yeah, is kind of where I am. Where I'm just like, oh, okay, because like when you get into this part, it really feels like it's diminishing the first Cloverfield movie. Because the yeah, I, I think that the way that it worked is this a standalone horror movie about a fucked up monster attacking New York, and now that it's like, oh, they're everywhere and they're taking like it's not a monster, it's just it, it's not the monster, it is an alien, uh. And now that it has an alien, that means that that monster is defined, and we know what it is, and where it came from, and what it's doing. And it also kind of, uh, it it seems like it kind of negates part of the ARG, unless we're going to get into a twist in this next one that comes up. But like... Well, we'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) That was something that I landed on when I was watching uh, this movie, and... I actually watched uh, The Cloverfield Paradox, and I'm not going to get into that one on this episode, but in watching that, I was like, uh, oh, okay, so the ARG doesn't matter. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, but yeah, I, I I feel like this movie works. I feel like if this movie was just called, like, 10 Riverwood Lane um this movie would be really cool and i would like it a whole lot uh because i wouldn't have to think of the implications trademark you know yeah and like the thing about this movie and cloverfield paradox is like they were supposed to be like their own independent movies and then they got scooped up by bad robot and cloverfield defied it's it's super weird too because i i was kind of thinking that like the the problem is that a movie like this feels like it wouldn't get made. It might not get made until you make it a Cloverfield spinoff. So you can turn it into like, it's not a blockbuster, but like you can like churn it out under that sci-fi label, you know? Um, but that's not really the case. Cause it was, it was on like the hit list of spec scripts and stuff like that. Like this was a well-seen, well-known uh, script in the screenwriting producing world so it's not like people didn't want this movie before it was Cloverfield it sounds like yeah and I think the same thing was true about 10 Clover uh, not 10 Cloverfield and the other one Cloverfield Paradox huh I don't uh, I don't know if that's right I just recall reading something about that I I have things to say about how the Cloverfield Paradox adds in uh the the Cloverfield storyline but we'll get to that next month i guess and like i said like i said on the last one of these we did uh overlord was supposed to be another cloverfield movie and like if you watch it you can definitely see where they probably would have shoehorned cloverfield stuff into it but it's a much stronger movie because they didn't they just kind of like let it be a world war ii horror movie and not like have kaiju in it I I know that there were uh this happens in in action movies sometimes. I know that the uh um like uh Die Hard 2 was not like it wasn't written as Die Hard 2. It was written as here's an action movie 
And then someone else was like, well, what if we just change the main character to John McClane and then have Bruce Wayne's not Bruce Wayne, um, Bruce Willis, Jesus star in this. Um, we'll just get, we'll get Bruce Willis to star in this, call it Die Hard 2 and it'll make an extra $50 million or whatever. Um, I think Lethal Weapons might have been the same way where they were just like, they just got a bunch of like Lethal Weapon knockoff scripts and were just like, great. Instead of like the characters being guys that definitely aren't the main characters from Lethal Weapon in this one, now they just are. Uh, And so we'll just make it a franchise now. That kind of works for action movies where you don't really need a lot of time together. Uh, But for these, it feels so weird to have them be what J.J. Abrams calls blood relatives or spiritual successors of those movies. Yeah. Here, I'm going to read this paragraph from the Wikipedia page, which sounds ridiculous okay. to me. Uh-huh. During production, I'm on the Wikipedia page, but do, do tell. <laughs> We're under development. This is more for the audience. Uh, during production, the filmmakers noticed core similarities to Cloverfield and decided to make the picture what Abrams calls a blood relative or spiritual successor of that film. Quote, the spirit of it, the genre of it, the heart of it, the fear factor, the comedy factor, the weirdness factor. There were so many elements that felt like the DNA of this story were the same place that Cloverfield was born out of, end quote, said Abrams. Buddy, that's literally every sci-fi movie. Yeah, JJ, you made a really generic sci-fi movie. JJ, you just made a movie. You, uh, you quote, did just make a movie, JJ. Quote, those characters and that monster from Cloverfield are not in this movie, but there are other characters and other monsters. And, the, quote, this movie is very purposely not called Cloverfield 2 because it's not Cloverfield 2. So if you're approaching it as a literal sequel, you'll see you'll be surprised to see what this movie is. But while it's not what you might expect from a movie that has the name Cloverfield in it, I think that you'll find what you'll understand the connection when you see the whole thing. End quote. I don't. This is just a sci-fi movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just it it the only connection to Cloverfield is like a monster exists. Actually, I think that there might even and John Goodman lives on Ten Cloverfield Lane. Which we learn because, like, on her way out of the driveway, she knocks over the mailbox. And we see the world's most obvious zoom-in shot on the knocked-over mailbox. It says, this is the title of the movie. Um, And (laughs) I think that there's a billboard for Slusho in a gas station. I think those are the things that tie this to Cloverfield. Yep. Yeah, it's they, they did that. <laughs> yep, it's just really weird. Um, cause I I like it's it's weird because I like this movie and I like Cloverfield, and the fact that they exist together is a very cool thing. That there are two independent movies that exist that are both good, but when people go and they're the same, don't you see? It's like oh, that kind of diminishes them both in my eyes. Yeah. My ideal, uh, re- my my recommendation of the ideal watching experience for this movie is watch it up to the point where she gets out of the bunker and like takes the gas mask off and then just turn the movie off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just like just just make it a choose your own adventure. She takes the gas mask off, and then you turn the movie off, and you have a long discussion with the people you watch the movie with of what you think happens next. (laughs) I think she goes to New York City and says, "Boy, I'm excited to have a normal night." Also, it's (laughs) January 11th, 20, whatever. (laughs) 2008. 2008. Yeah. She, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, just becomes like the guy that, uh, the guy that like survived the bombing of Nagasaki and then went to Hiroshima. <laughs> like she just becomes that, except for fucked up aliens and kaiju for Clo- for Cloverfield movies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that like if we get Cloverfield two, are we gonna get like references to her as like? They're like, there's, there's, there's military on the ground. They're taking it back from the south, and she'll be there, just like, hello, I'm still here. Remember me? That's it's true. Just... They like, yeah, they weirdly like try to do a sequel hook at the end of this movie when it's like so clearly also intended to be a standalone movie, and it's like, yes. what are you trying to do here? It's JJ? so weird. It's so weird. Like, if it's going to be a standalone movie, end it like a standalone movie. Don't have someone come over the radio and be like, come to Houston. We're the resistance. This is world building that you don't even need because it's literally in the last two minutes of the movie. This is Houston reaching out. Uh, We're trying to put together a sequel. So if there's anyone out (laughs) there that could join the Cloverfield Avengers, uh, we could really use you. We already got one person. Her name is Lily, and she's the only one that made it out of Cloverfield One. What if you had to pick another independent like movie to suddenly be tied into the Cloverfield universe? What movie would it be? Sunshine. That's okay. a very dumb joke, considering the paradox concept or the 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 cloverfield paradox <laughs> that i just watched uh which but is like basically any totally any, unrelated any totally yeah. unrelated um i mean there are some like quote-unquote obvious ones you could say something like pacific rim where it's like ah here's humans fighting back against the kaiju later but that's iffy um the room interesting it explains why everyone acts so weird and stilted they're dealing with the fallout of uh the alien invasion that none of them want to talk about uh also tommy Wiseau is an alien wearing a people suit which is uh something they never address in the movie yeah that tracks what about you Uh, what's your what's your what's your dream threequel so if i Okay, so here's the thing. If I had to go with an independent movie, uh, I would pick Hotel Artemis, which is an independent movie that not a lot of people saw, which is about a hospital hotel full of assassins. Oh, uh, yes. And it, and it loosely takes place in like a weird semi-post-apocalyptic future where there's a water shortage. Mm-hmm. And they just like don't acknowledge any of that world building at all throughout the movie <laughs> okay okay so 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 here's here's similar game but kind of new what movie uh that ends with like one character stumbling out of where they are uh would be improved if they stumbled out of their location and looked up and there was an alien still hotel artemis still hotel artemis <laughs> yeah like i'm trying to think like ready or not 
Uh, oh, damn it. That's a good one. <laughs> ready or not, she fights through everything. The people get set on fire in the end. And then she's like, great. She steps out of the building covered in blood and is laughing to herself. And then she looks up and there's just an alien. Okay, wait. I got one of a similar genre, but Heather's. <laughs> <laughs> Mean Girls is the same, except in the end, Regina George gets a hit by an alien instead of a, a bus. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick a franchise to cross over with Cloverfield, I would pick John Wick. Oh, absolutely. This guy's doing a one-man uh, killing spree against uh, giant kaiju monsters. Uh-huh. Actually, that could rule. What if we did, like... A fucking Shadow of the Colossus style. They were like, look, we tracked you down. You're like the coolest fighters around. We need you to scale these monsters and take them down. Shit, yeah, hold the- on. That would rule. Hold on. Get the Raid 3. The Raid 3 is just the dude from the Raid uh, teaming up with other badasses to take down Kaiju as just people with like grappling hooks. I think I just invented attack on Titan, but without uh all the authoritarianism and racism. Yeah, I think you kind of did. Shit. But yeah, I do want to I do want to double back and just say that like performances in this movie are great. Um it's yeah, the a- acting is incredible. Yeah, this movie's really good. It's just weird that it exists in the way that it does. I mean, yeah. And like the most of the movie is just like three people sitting around talking, basically. Mm hmm. Yeah. And one of them is just like super weird. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I I don't think I have much more to say. I feel kind of bad because I feel like we're leaving it kind of short, but. I I don't have much more to say because it's just like the stuff that I have is that the movie's really good and you should check it out because of it. And I don't want to like give up too much of how individual scenes play out because they're just really good. Yeah. But the stuff that I, I mean, don't... if we if we like sat here describing the movie, it wouldn't be interesting. Like, just go watch it. Yeah, like it's a real and and it's hard to explain. Like, yeah, the atmosphere of this scene is really cool okay what does that mean well it's just kind of like it's creepy just go watch it like go (laughs) i can't i can't explain to you what works about this movie because it's like how good the performance and acting and cinematography and script are um it's just a good movie mary elizabeth winstead is just like also a great actress yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah just a good cast Mm mm-hmm yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else either. Uh, if you've watched this movie and you've enjoyed it, you should go watch uh, season three of Fargo, with which uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a main character in. <laughs> Shit! What if Barn? I was about to say, what if that? Uh, what if that ended with aliens popping up out of nowhere? But you know what? <laughs> you know that. what, Marn? <laughs> That's how they started it. They really season season two of Fargo really does have aliens in it. Oh, is that season two? It's season two. That's season two. Okay. Hey, go check out Fargo. (laughs) 
Fargo is like they did the the aliens thing, but like they managed to do it in a way that it works, which is uh-huh. like absolutely baffling to it's, me. It's it's wild that they made that a plot point and that it worked. It it does is the thing. Uh huh. <laughs> it's um, be- I I truly think it's because the rest of that season is like one of the best seasons of television that exists that you just have to like accept that the aliens are what's happening. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and you like, watch the first se- a- <laughs> It's it's weird watching the first season of Fargo knowing that like yeah, uh aliens exist in this universe. Yeah, it's just like the the second season is so good and it's so like well written and by the time the aliens show up, which is like 15 minutes into the episode you're like i guess this is what's happening now <laughs> i don't know how i forgot about that okay i'm i'm probably gonna cut a good chunk of that conversation yeah no i don't want to spoil fargo season two for anybody who intends on watching it because it, it is again a perfect season of television yeah absolutely <laughs> uh well hell yeah um i think that's gonna do it for us go watch 10 cloverfield lane and then pause it right before the very end and then go watch fargo season two instead (laughs) yeah pause pause it like 15 minutes before the end of the movie and have like a nice chat with your partner about how you would have ended the movie if you were jj abrams Mm -hmm. and then go take like a five minute break and drink some water and then watch fargo yeah, figure out how you could slot this into Lost somehow. I think it could be done. <laughs> Probably. Because that's also the thing with Lost, where it was trying to be like 800 genres at once, and like, yeah. it almost worked mm-hmm. for a lot of them. I think that the weird thing about Lost is that like it's almost better when it's almost working than it is when it does, in a weird oh, way. Oh, no, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't have time to I don't have time to dig into Lost right now. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> we, we don't have time to unpack, unpack all of that. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that that is going to do it for us. Um again, thank you all so much. Uh this show wouldn't be possible without the wonderful support that we have due uh due to our Patreon. Um, both in allowing us to hire an editor to hire or to edit our other blah, 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 both in allowing us to hire an editor for our main show and which partially gets it edited, partially takes time out of my schedule so I can actually record another thing. So this is uh, a blessing and thank you all for your kind support. It truly means the world to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think (laughs) I forget how we end this show. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of Cloverfield Paradox, or not Cloverfield Paradox, I'm looking at that Wikipedia page, I should stop. Uh, let us know what you thought of uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, we've got our Discord server, uh, you can find that in the show notes, and uh, until next time, that's Mediarnalyses, baby. We'll find a better title next time. Music.